Hello everyone, Lavelle Miller here with the Brave Way Podcast and combining with the last pod I did to give the uh, basic, um, the new players, intermediate players, tips on how to get better with Apex, this one will be regards of Apex tactics. Um, same thing, same people I'm typically targeting, right? But if you are people who are in the higher tier trying to figure out what it is that you need to do to move you to the next level, this may help you out. So remember, like, comment, subscribe, share this around, and I hope you enjoy the pod. Hey guys, like I said in the intro, this will be covering Apex Tactics, and more or less these tactics will be resolved around being in a fight, escaping from a fight, and other notions that may be not as true as you believe they are. But to start it off with it, with Apex, movement is king. Now, this is something a lot of people don't think about because they're used to playing other shooters like Call of Duty, Battlefield, etc., where you can kind of get yourself in a fortified position or other battle royales. We can get yourself in a fortified position and the characters don't really have the ability to flank around you like you think that they uh, can't or whatever. Uh, but like, as you see, when you're playing Apex a lot, especially in ranked game modes, uh, a lot of people play with Pathfinder, Valkyrie, or Octane because these characters have abilities that can drastically change the tides of battle. Uh, Valkyrie, for example, can either fly in the air to move herself to a higher position to see what's going on. She can also fly her teammates away, and then you can also see where other uh, opponents are as you're getting ready to figure out a good place to land or not. Um, Pathfinder can go ahead and just take a zip, move you in and out of the zone quickly, up and down quickly, whatever it is that you need to do to get in and out of fights. You can actually use Wraith in this as well with the Wraith portal because you can jump in a team fight and then move back or there's this thing called um, Wraith kidnapping to where Wraith will just use the portal, get right behind the team, uh, opponent, drop the portal, go back, and if the person, depending on how they're doing it, if they're not paying attention, they'll just move right back into the portal where your team will be ready there to go ahead and execute the kill. Octane, of course, with his jump pad, can move you uh, up, down, whatever. Um, but within that, uh, the lie of getting the high ground is very big in Apex, right? So when you play some of these other shooters where you're shooting down on these opponents, that's what everybody tells you want to do. You want to get this building, occupy it, and just be able to shoot down on these people. Well, like I just mentioned, Apex has all these movement-based characters that can actually get to exactly where you're at. That's number one. Number two, where you perceive as might be high ground, we have characters with ultimates such as Bangalore, such as Fuse, such as uh, Gibraltar, who can remove you from the high ground unless you want to take damage just to try to maintain this space. So getting the high ground in fights are not as important as m making sure that you move. Even if you have a character that does not have any movement abilities, 
or your teammates doesn't have movement abilities, making sure that you can move around as much as you can, it will set you up for success uh, better. With that, we'll go start to rotating during fights, right? So if I'm fighting a team, you know, just pick a place, you find a team, you start engaging them, right? The worst thing you can do is stay in that exact same spot you are shooting at them. Because, like I said, movement is king. A lot of times, they will send somebody out to flank you. And especially in the higher tiers of rank, this is, happens very often where you'll have somebody, a whole team trying to engage the one person that they see, not realizing that this person could have two teammates still, or they may have one other one. And this person could be flanking you the entire time, getting the drop on you. And if you don't have a fortified character, you're slowed by bullet damage, and you're not going to turn around as fast, and you're going to get melted, right? And then you're going to be surprised that you got melted because you won't recognize where it was that you were getting shot from. So when you're in a fight with a team, and then this is another thing that leads you up to getting third-partied, right? Because on most maps on Apex, especially we'll use Kings Canyon, they don't, you know, it's in and out of rotation uh, often now, but Olympus, World's Edge, it is easier for you to get third-partied on these maps because of where people choose to land at. They they drop in the hot zones. If you're at World's Edge, they'd like to drop in the fragments. If you are playing Olympus, I'd like to drop, and I just now forgot, it just escapes me, but there's this little village um, north, uh, like center west of the base, um, or the gardens. There's like two different areas that people like to drop at. So from there, if you drop in any of these other directions and you're trying to grab some loot while these teams are fighting, you're going to end up getting yourself third party if you're attacking them and you're staying in the same spot. So back to the rotating during fights. When you are engaging a team, right, you should always be rotating to get a better position as you're fighting them. That will, one, give them confusion because they will have to keep figuring out where the shots are coming from as they're getting hit. Two, it lets you rotate. Sometimes... Things can be dangerous, right? This is a battle royale, so you got to think about this too. It could rotate you into another team, but if you're rotating correctly, you have a recon player that's uh, on your squad or whatever, you can be very aware of what is going on and seeing that, oh, there's another team here or somewhere else. It also helps you realize that somebody could come from behind you and attack, right? That's another problem, like I said, when you're trying to get these higher grounds and get these angles. You put yourself in a situation to where you spend more time trying to climb and get an angle to where you can't see where these other opponents are. So it's very important to factor all these things in when you're fighting a team. When you're fighting a team, where you're at, where is the rotation from another team most likely to come based off of how the landing is, and how do I prevent myself from being flanked by the opponent's team because I don't have all the complete information I need by knowing who it is I'm exactly fighting. With that too, when you're doing this, you want to create angles, right? So if I'm, if you are in a position, and I guess, let me take a step back a little bit further, right? If you have a person who typically will say is an overwatch where they're sitting there to have a marksman or a sniper rifle and they can do the most damage with their gun. They may not directly move. So they depend on their teammates 
to go ahead and keep rotating out. Another thing with that is too, is even if you have two teammates with distance weapons, if one person is established in being able to land shots and you guys also know if you're not solo queuing who the better shooter is, one person has to suck it up and then rotate to another spot that they want to be to engage within these fights. So uh, back to creating angles, right? So what you want to do is you want to be able to make sure you can get you can get your shots off, but not get shot yourself. A lot of times people don't realize about these hitboxes on, on certain characters' heads that you may assume because you are looking directly in a rock that they can't put a bullet between that little space from your head is and where the rock is sticking out. You have to factor that that's possibly in. So the best thing to do is to, and you want to see where your shots are coming, the opponent's shots are coming from, is to create yourself an angle to where you can land shots and they cannot, which also goes back into rotating. That's why you may have to keep rotating multiple times. You may rotate, get a couple shots off, rotate, get a couple more shots off, and over and over and over again, because as long as they're having to spin like a top to try to figure out where your shots are coming from, and you're got in that you got that angle to where you're landing your shots and they can't hit you and you're moving away. This sets your team up for success. That's another thing that is is missed a lot. I see even when I'm you know when I'm looking at things when I find these opponents on why we're figuring out why we're winning these battles. It's because one, they'll failure to rotate, or two, they'll trap themselves in a building. That's something else um, as well as we'll follow up to here in a second. But always be mind, just be mindful of these things. So, like I said, when I was saying, you know, preventing yourself being trapped in a building or anything like that, that falls into how to prevent yourself from being third party. One, like I said, and I'll, I'll keep repeating these things because I feel like they need to be said multiple times to drive them to the point. Movement is king. You want to make sure you move and you rotate during your team fights. That way you can prevent yourself from being third-partied from where somebody else is coming from. Now, mind you, depending on the map you're on, depending on the size circle you're on, you will have a very good understanding of where teams are likely to rotate you from if you've played these maps often enough, right? You know there's places that nobody typically lands at, so you'll be fine. Or that was a early game spot, so at the end of the game, people aren't there because they're typically land grab loot and now they're looking to go find fights. But a big thing that makes people make mistakes early to me is when it comes to certain maps, a lot of people like to run into buildings, right? So they'll be shooting a team and then they'll run into a building. How much information can you gain when you're in the building? The answer is none because... You can't see where other teams are coming from. You can't see the team that you're fighting, what changes that they're doing, if they ran away, or et cetera, et cetera. And two, you're not going to really be able to hear people's footsteps. Why? Because a smart team, when they realize you go in a building, they're going to crouch. They're going to crouch, move up on you, and try to get as much information as they can from the doors as they're looking in to see where you guys are at. And while the time you guys are healing up or trying to figure out what your next move is, they'll end up rushing you or opening the door, throwing a couple grenades in there, and then you're done. Uh, that's something else entirely with that too. You, you should never bunch up. 
bunching up is a big thing that will get you all killed. Grenade throw distance, right? If you are all within the grenade distance and you all get hit, what good are you all doing to the team? You can't relay information if you're all bunched up together. As a, as a quick caveat to that, always remember that. It's no point of following directly behind any teammates as they're running. You should try to run, give yourself enough space to where you can help the person if needed, but lines, lines out of, uh, line of sight, right? You want to make sure that I can see something and you may or may not be able to see the same thing. But that's the best way to, once again, help yourself preventing to be uh, third party and from getting collateral because somebody just threw a grenade and you're all got to get hit because you can't run away uh, from it. Uh, so back to the thing. So always remember when you want to prevent yourself from being third party, you want to make sure that you have that understanding of the maps and understanding the rotations and you want to limit yourself from putting yourself in positions where you just naturally give up a third party by, like I said, an entire team running into a building, even in game, right? Even in game, somebody has to be willing to take one for the team or die, or maybe even two people. So if one person's in there trying to heal up or something like that, one other person needs to be out shooting, engaging the other people. So you can relay as much information as possible to your other teammates because if you're all in the building, like I said, there's no way for you guys to all pass that same information around. If you all are hiding behind the exact same rock, once again, it doesn't matter. If it's the end game and you guys are trying to do whatever else to survive, you just need one person to win. So somebody has to be willing to rotate out, pass as much information as you can to your other teammates instead of everybody hiding right behind the building and then people throwing all their ultimates and all their grenades at you, and then you all get killed because you were like, I need to focus on hiding behind the rock or anything else. Now, uh, this has been harder to do. You see it uh, with more skilled players. They're very uh, adept um, at preventing this thing, and that's being gatekeeped. What does gatekeep mean? Gatekeep means a team is sitting right at the edge of the circle and they're willing to engage any teams that are trying to run out of the circle. Once again, this comes into knowing how teams typically rotate. Um, early in the game, this happens the most uh, because somebody will hear that you were engaged in the team fight and you're, the circle is closing, so you're having to move this way. Based on how the map looks, and think about how much damage that you're going to probably take, they can assess the situation rather quickly and assume that a team is going to end up being in this one spot. So with that, they'll just sit there and go ahead and engage you. And you won't be prepared for it because even while you might have full shields, your health will be low. So as soon as they break your shields, they'll go ahead and drop shots on you. And you have no choice but to push forward into the attack because if you run backwards, you're going to run back into zone and you're going to get knocked by zone damage anyway. So how to prevent yourself from being gatekeep is knowing, of course, how the map's going to rotate, something that you've obviously heard me say uh, very often at this point in time, but looting in the correct way. There's too often, or too often rather, 
uh, people will loot and like look at everything possible that they're trying to gather or grab. It's important when you are solo queuing or even when you're not solo, solo queuing, ping things you think people may find of interest, right? Quite often, you don't see anybody pinging any sniper-related stuff on Apex, which is crazy to me when you're solo queuing. So they'll run right past a sniper, uh, a purple sniper stock, will never ping it. Four by eight times sniper scope, will never ping it. Mag, never ping it. Why? I don't know, because obviously people use these weapons. Uh, so you should ping these things as you see them because a teammate may or may I need to use them. All hop-ups, um, all mags, or anything else. Anything blue or higher, you should ping to see what your teammates have. Uh, that way they don't waste time running back over an area that you just looted at so you guys can move forward. But the but the largest thing that causes people from being gatekeep, aside from having to reloot the area, is what could happen because you are relooting the area. You move once the circle starts closing. Now, if you're moving when the circle starts closing, you may run into another team. That means you have to fight another team, which means what? People hear it, and then they'll gatekeep that corner. That's number one. Number two, it prevents you from being the gatekeeper because you have spent this entire time running to get to the next circle, especially on larger maps like Storm Point, or the largest map, like Storm Point, or even Olympus. You're spending all this time running to get to the circle, and then you end up realizing you're running the entire game because by the time you get to the circle, the circle may have just closed, or it just closed right before you got there, and then the next one is up, and now you have less minutes to, to get there, and then you're just running, you're running, you're running. The correct way to loot is to loot, to loot and move towards the direction of either other teams fighting, if you want to go ahead and get your attacking your damage up, or to the place on the map that you want to be that you see is within the circle. This is if you're, of course, if you're out of the circle. If you're in the circle as well, and you realize that you're center circle, you may not find all the loot you need, so you need to rotate outwards. This is why it's good to have a recon character because they can find out what the next circle is, and you could uh, set your rotations up that way. But even if not. Rotate towards other areas that you know that teammates or teams like to go to. One, they may have the loot you're looking for, so you can either kill them and take it. Or two, they may have left some of that stuff behind. And if you end up are in a part of where you're following a team, this sets you up better um, because you can flank, get your shots off, and do etc. So... Uh, like I said, when you're playing ranked with higher skilled players now, you don't really see the getting gatekeeped that often. But a big failure in the gatekeep is not realizing how slow the circle could or could not close on you as well. There's been times myself that I've been in the middle of a fight, and I have, if you listen to the previous podcast, being a crypto main, I have EMP'd the teams too early. Um, it's never really too late. Uh, for me, it's always end up being too early because I'm attempting to slow them down, having them heal up as I'm also shooting at them and hoping that the zone does most of the work for me. 
Um, I even have recorded captures of where I've told people the reason why I've been crypto is because I EMP people, and if they get knocked in the zone, I'll get credit for it because I was the last person to attack them. Um, I won a game recently by doing just that because I knew where we were. I knew how fast that circle was going to close, and so I went ahead and waited and waited and waited, and then right when I saw them at the right time, I hit the EMP on them and was already shooting at them prior to that, so I knew that they had enough shield damage gone. Of course, the zone only does health, but if I had already broken prior to that and my teammates were also shooting at them, we knew we'd be good to go. So focus on that too when you're trying to do these late game uh, gatekeeping uh, tactics or yourself trying to be, prevent yourself from being gatekeep. If you don't, don't make yourself too hungry for kills is pretty much what I'm saying. Uh, because a lot of times people will sit there and fight at the right at the edge because they want these kills and they'll give up getting to the circle and then they'll get hit by MP by me or getting hit by somebody else's ultimate and then you'll be stuck and then it's like, yeah, you got these kills, but you just died. Or you still didn't get those kills and you died instead of been looking for better, uh, should be looking for a better position. Um, the proper time to third party, and I'll be closing with this. Uh, the proper time to third party is early in the, well, actually, doesn't matter if it's early, mid, or late game. Uh, the proper time to third party is, of course, when you hear other people being attacked. But not just attacked, when you see somebody on one of the teams has been knocked. Why? Now, depending on how close you are, um, things can kind of vary. But when you have a person who is knocked... That person who is not, if you're playing in a party or like me, they're relaying information to the other team trying to tell people where they are. They'll be doing uh, these pings. These are things, of course, you cannot see. But they're doing pings and things along those lines. So where you would be rotating, uh, they may be rotating towards you because they don't realize that they're being knocked. Also, if they if somebody has been knocked within a team fight, you can assume that enough damage has taken place on both sides to where you could get an easy cleanup kill. Things that I like to do often. I don't like to jump into a third party unless I know what the circumstances are. Now, that means that most of the third parties I'm talking about are late game third parties because when you early game third party, you might end up getting fourth and fifth party because teams are all hungry trying to jump and get these kills. But once you see somebody is knocked or you hear two teams fighting and you think there's only two teams around, you best best off bounding forward, getting those spaces, creating the angles like I said earlier, and once you see somebody is knocked, go ahead and start engaging the other team, right? The person who's already lost a squad mate, that's actually to your advantage because now you know you're going to probably fighting against one or two other people. So help them get rid of the other full team, right? It seems to make sense. Once you get rid of that other full team, they're already down a squaddy, they're also... Um, are going to be low on health more than likely, you and your team could then focus fire on those individuals. Or sometimes you just do a trade-for-trade trade situation. Team A has one person knocked already. You knock somebody on Team B. You knock on somebody back on Team A. And then you finish off Team B. 
or whatever it is that you need to do. But a lot of times I see people in the third party, they're so hungry to get that little sneak. I'm the person who knocked them down to get the kill. They'll, over, they'll overextend and then instead of being the third party that was there to get the kills, your entire team ends up being killed. So um, that's basically it. Um, for these apex tactics once again these are people who are learning to play apex is what this target is to or the intermediate players who are trying to figure out what it is to bring them to the next level um that have i have done myself and i have seen other players do um at the higher level that has made the difference for them um in these uh these ranked modes right or these higher level players i've played with a i'm not a prayer player myself i've played with um uh, quite a few uh, preds, which is kind of weird to think about. That I know uh, people who are pred level, and uh, these are tactics that playing with them, you see them implement all the time. And if you watch the ALGS, that's what's happening right now. Some of these same movements you will see happening there as well. So remember, like, comment, subscribe, share this around. This is how you become legendary and greatness is earned.